and welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is my girlfriend, Nicole. Hi, everybody. And my mom, Mama Kay. Hey, guys. And tonight, we are reviewing the Netflix movie, The Dirt. Uh, the, the Dirt. The Dirt. Uh, this is a movie about... Well, I'll just read the synopsis right now. It's pretty easy. The story of how Motley Crue came to be one of the most notorious rock and roll groups in history. Uh, this is a film by Jeff Tremaine. Uh, I think you guys... Uh, he has a pretty uh, long career as a director. He directed Jackass the movie. Uh, Jackass number two. Jackass 3D. Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. Um, but yeah. he's also done some TV. Uh, he directed yeah. the TV show Jackass. Right. Um, <laughs> he also did, uh, and he's either co-created or produced on uh, Robin Big, uh, Fantasy Factory with Rob Deirdrick, uh, Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness, yes. Yeah, all yeah. those, ki- Nitro Circus, all those kind of stunt uh, oh. asshole shows. Which I'm really I th- glad that he kept to his roots for this one then. <laughs> yes, I think um, I think he really stuck with how he goes oh, come on. I guess. <laughs> you can't you don't think this was branching out at all i mean i think this no. is the most branch out i've seen him do and that is unfortunate <laughs> because well before we give too much away i'll just uh yeah. we're gonna get right into this one i'll give about how we rate uh movies here at films with the women in my life so uh we rate on four criteria the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall feel and resonance of the film uh and I basically already read you the, the synopsis. It's it's the rise and fall and then kind of re-rise of Motley Crue. So at this point, if you want to check it out, if you're a fan of the band, I, are any of us a fan of the band? I don't think anyone here is a particular. No. Not a fan of the band, but I mean, you know, you, so I'm the only one who grew up during this when the actual story happened. Right. And you hear the music and you're like, oh, yeah, I can remember what was going on like in my life back then. And also some of the plot things that happened. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And um, and the songs resonate. But, yeah, it's it's Motley Crue. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I really like a lot of different genres and different time periods of music. But the one I can't stand is fucking 80s hair bands so that just gives you so this was the movie for you (laughs) (laughs) all right so um yeah you gotta get past the hair and the band and (laughs) if you were a motley because none of us sounds like our motley crew fans i think mama k is the most familiar i know a good amount of their songs but it's not my era or genre um but yeah, if you're a fan, it's on Netflix right now. You can go check it out. If you just like music biopics, like if you love Bohemian Rhapsody, even if you weren't a big Queen fan, but you just like the music autobiographies. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, You've got to really slow your roll on comparing it to Bo Rap, so... I'm comparing it genre-wise. Quality-wise, yeah. I, I am not comparing it to... Oh, uh, <laughs> right. Story-wise, so, acting-wise... I don't think this is winning any best picture anytime soon or whatever the hell it won. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think this is winning... Okay, yeah. so before before we give too much more away, uh, we're gonna go yeah. into spoilers here. Um, check it out on Netflix if you if you dare. Uh, the dirt. Uh, so spoilers, I'll start... they're all still alive. So yeah, they're still alive. I guess all this happened, so you can look it up. I mean, but as far as the right. movie unfolds, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the way it unfolds. Just yourself and Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Mama K, what did you think of the plot of the dirt? 
Uh, you know, I mean, it, it follows the standard when you're doing a biopic, you want to kind of hit the highlights of what the most interesting and in this case, crazy times were. And they really hit that with the the very beginning and sort of like once they became famous and how they sort of, you know, really uh, lived really, I mean, they lived the, the life of the sex, drugs and rock and roll situation. And when it was happening, you knew that was happening too. And you kind of, and I wasn't, I mean, surprised by anything that I saw, um, except for, I mean, the amount of things that I actually saw. Uh, oh, in the lot. beginning. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things to we, see. As and... soon as that happened, we were like, Oh God, we need to review this. I was like, I can't mother. wait to yeah, review this with my mother. This is the perfect movie for that. Thank Jesus. We weren't in the same room. I mean, it'd be like, what the what? Have the with same the what, state. What? I mean, yeah. <laughs> what did you, yeah, I think, uh, I think, you hit a lot of the notes of what this is. It's pretty paid by numbers biopic as far as the plot, but just yeah. raunchier and more that they show a lot. I'm surprised at how much like sex and drugs they show yeah, in yeah. gratuitous, ridiculous fashion. Um, Nicole, what did you think of the plot of this? Um, I didn't really give a rating. I guess I would give like a two and a half. I mean, I don't know quite how uh, true to life this is but the one thing that i really don't like about movies is when they like break that fourth wall and talk to the camera as they're walking around oh and then this happened i hate that and hey, that that's work all sometimes. they did in this movie so it just really ruined the tone for me like you know i just felt like they were talking to me i don't like that but um i guess if it was true to the the time which it seems to be i mean it was a, it was a good like description of how they uh grew up as a band so i thought that was pretty neat but overall um it just it wasn't the style that i appreciate yeah i uh i'm gonna agree with you guys there i mean i give this a plot of two um it's you know it's it's a real true story so you can't do much about that but the execution is paint by numbers and really, for all the gratuity, it's just boring. It's really a boring movie. I'm surprised at how bored I was during this, despite all the depravity. Uh, it was it was boring. And, and I don't know the how they can is... make this so boring. I think it has to do with <laughs> like a lot of well, the one on like the uh, okay. I, the acting was pretty bad. I mean. Even though some of the, even though the characters in real life are, are really charactery, you know what I mean? Like they all, they are really, this was almost comic. It was almost cartoony that it was, you know, I don't know. They just, no, I, so... I definitely agree with that. What a weird choice of a band to make a movie for. Like, I guess <laughs> they were all, they were all the producers of it. So I guess they all got together and were like, we need some more money. Let's make a movie now. Like, Let's write a book. Let's yeah. make a movie about the book. It's going to be great. Let's hire Let's the jackass on... guy. Yeah. By the jackass guy. And we don't have to tour anymore because, you know, one guy's been seriously broken from the beginning and everyone else is just wrecked. But we do still need money. So. Oh, my God. Let's, Let's do this. That's probably exactly how that conversation went down, honestly. It's the only way I can see this getting passed. So we don't have to go, like, beat by beat through this movie. But the the main acts are they get together. Uh, Nikki Six is a shitty family. Mick Mars is an old guy. Tommy Lee is, like, 
I guess, the most normal one, which is insane. Yeah, but, I mean, Tommy Lee is a character of a character in of a character in real life. And in this movie, he's almost like a gee whiz, opie kind of guy. I'm he's like, kind what? of the... I mean, he's not the straight man because none of them are the straight man. They're, I guess if you're going to name one the straight man, it's the old guy. Uh, it's the old guy, yeah. But, Tom, right. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he runs around naked in a hotel and smashes shit over and, you know. I think he was this. so comedic because of the actor that played him, who was Machine Gun Kelly, if you didn't yeah. know. Yes. Um, it's so bizarre. He looks ridiculous. I think that <laughs> once I... Once I, I saw the memes online about it, but I didn't understand why people were talking about him. And then when I realized it was him, I just started laughing like that. It was really <laughs> asinine. <laughs> of the four of the four actors playing the main uh, characters, he was the only name that I even knew, um, which yes. doesn't mean anything. But yeah, that's the thing. In is, this case, it actually meant something. This is a <laughs> so. lot of people who aren't anything like they've been in small parts and somewhat yeah. known movies but other than him i recognized uh, pete davidson as yeah. the producer who is a, he's an snl guy um probably more known for his like personal life issues um or for his also dating now kate beckinsale i mean that's what, what he's known for wait he's days. dating her now he was dating ariana grande before he's dating her now yeah, that's the big thing because, you know, she's like 20 years older than him. Oh, she just, my God. All right, so I saw this in Nicole. He's like a doofy-looking Steve Buscemi kind of guy. Like, he looks like a young <laughs> yeah, Buscemi. He like, what <laughs> is he just and, – but he's, and he's also got all these personal issues. Is he just like the coolest guy ever in real life? Because, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Sometimes I think they feel bad for him. Gets it. He has no charisma either. He just – he's he's so blah. Like, I think you're jealous. Ah! Oh, dude, he's just blocked. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm with Brennan here, but you know, people love who they love, and that's uh, how did they uh, meet? That's, that's... <laughs> that's what I want to know. Yeah, party. They had yeah, the same, everybody like, you know, knows everybody or whatever. Everyone knows everybody. Um, yeah. But there is one other person I recognized here. The dad of Tommy Lee is the shitty dad from Stranger Things. Uh, Mr. Wheeler. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. in another movie called Assassination Nation, also as Shitty Dad. Uh, so, like, he's got that. Like, this is this is easily his least offensive dad some character. Some people, some people know they're calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he he knows his place, and um, it's as as blah eighties dad. Um, yeah. So well. you know they meet up, they have their rise, they drink pee by the side of the pool with Ozzy Osbourne. Um, not all of them. They, not all of them. No, just only Ozzy Nikki, drinks. No, Ozzy Nikki, and Nikki six. Oh yeah, Nikki pees, and then before he can drink his own pee, Ozzy pushes him out of the way and drinks his pee. Apparently, there's way more to that story than is even in there, and yeah, that was enough for me. I was doing the oh god, no, 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 no <laughs> at the screen. So they leave so. out something that is more famously known that happened but they put that whole beginning scene in there so intense that's really bizarre yeah i you know i think there's probably a lot of things that they couldn't put in you know so they put in a lot i'm so i mean they put in a lot but i mean i i think of you know when when they're showing you know like the hotel curtains on fire and uh just all all the sex that's happening and everything it's and when you say it's gratuitous I say it's the 80s. I mean, that's <sighs> what it was. I mean, honestly, 
You had a girl squirting like five feet across the room. Like <laughs> that's how your party started. Probably. I think that party. I think that fucking... party. Dude, that party was in full swing when that happened. So I don't know. I guess what that's what we're, we're. Yeah, we're introduced sixty percent into the party. So. <laughs> yeah. That is probably exactly it, it was... how it went down. That probably was exactly how it went down. I mean, I, I, I lived in L.A. during that time, and I can remember my my actually my favorite part of the movies was every time they would show the outside marquee of where they were playing. I would look at the other bands that were playing like, oh, my God, they're playing when X was playing and they were playing when um, all these other, you know, bands, uh, Rat and and Ugh. In Excess and all these other bands. And then all of a sudden you see... Um, Oh crap! What's the '90s band that they showed toward the end? I don't even remember. I don't. It showed Pearl Jam's like. Yeah, Pearl Jam, and it was like I felt like it was like that was like dun 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 dun. That's so funny. Your time is over. Pearl Jam has arrived, and you know, '80s hairband is dead. So. Yeah, that was my favorite part. I just seeing those, and that seemed really deliberate to me, like. They were trying to make some sort of statement. I'm not sure. Um, so I, we've talked about the characters, you know, what little character these characters have. I mean, I give it a two again, like just, you know, occasional moments yeah. of, of funny, but nothing just really blah. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's that sounds like it's pretty giving. I, I don't, <laughs> nothing is nothing really stands out to me, honestly. I just I think maybe I started to compare it to. Bohemian Rhapsody in the sense of like there it was essentially the same aspect. It was showing a come up story of somebody famous in music. They played their songs well, but Bohemian Rhapsody took your over so much more than this one did. I didn't feel like I was jumping up and down at the concert with Motley Crue like I did in the other movies. So yeah, I think it, when I did a former review, I think I coined the term two minus. Was that does that seem familiar? You did. Yes. You gave a, that you gave that to Eternal Sunshine, it, and I'm offended that okay, you're giving it. Was it a one any... minus? I, I can't remember. But, <laughs> a one um, minus. I think it was a two minus. Because I don't yeah, that's what it was, because I remember I don't like going into one seems really just mean. Um <laughs> but I'm gonna go with two minus because I think that probably the characters the, the actual people in Motley Crue have way more character and way more charisma than anything that I saw on the screen. Um, you know, everybody was really honestly just cartoony of one another. I mean, you know, old guy was old guy. And let's let's be clear that this guy might have been eight or ten years older than them. It's not like he was 70. Right. You know? Yeah. But he was so like weird. grumpy old man, like get off my lawn. It's like I think they were in like their band. mid they were in like their mid twenties. I think he was in his mid thirties. So I think it's like a ten year difference. But um Right. Yeah, it's not like But it's just sort of like that was his whole jam and I'm pretty sure that that's Mick Mars, I'm pretty sure that's not what he was during, you know, the thirty five year history of Motley Crew or forty year history of Motley Crew and um and same with like Vince Neil, I never believed that I, Vince Neil. I think has way more char- character. I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I think in real life, um, he I has, agree with you. Just from character. anything he's ever been on on TV and any sort of interview or just like other parodies of movies of him, like yeah. he's always had so much more character than that. Uh, right. Than this movie did. 
I just don't know what the point. What what was there? What was the point of this? Just to show what was, just to show what was going on. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm... Yeah, there's just no. There is nothing. It's so it's it's insane how blah a movie this like that should be provocative is about and... this right. type of of band and these people's lifestyle. It was so ungripping. It was really bad. Right. I mean, well, and there's the. There's a couple of the part when you know having lived through that era and remembering things and remembering the car crash with uh, the lead singer from Hanoi Rocks and knowing remembering when that happened and how emo- I mean that was like a big deal and over here it was you know they showed it and it's on a newspaper but it was a big fucking deal at the time like Vince Neil was in it and then all of a sudden he wasn't but I mean people were like this is crazy. And then when there was the part where, you know, big super spoiler, Nikki Six dies in the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at Lloyd, I looked at my husband, and I was like, Nikki Six isn't dead, is he? <laughs> I, I picked up my phone to start looking, too, because I was we, really confused. We both did. Everyone did. Everyone picked up their phone. They gotta and give was him like, the adrenaline shots. to break. He needs two. He needs two. Yeah, he's he so hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because, yeah, he's mainlining black tar and, like, what is happening? So the yeah, the visual, I mean, you talked about the only scene I kind of almost enjoyed uh, as far as visual and sound-wise go. I liked when, I liked the car crash when he's talking and he's like, oh, look at the Christmas lights. And then he comes to right. and he's all, his face is all, like, fucked up. And he's got, and it's all, like, yeah. gashed and, like, but it's been sitting there for a while. I really like that. Right. That was really gross. And I, <laughs> that, uh... <laughs> That takes this thing up from a 1.5 to a 2. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got I got a nice 2 on visual sound. Uh, Nicole, what did you what did you give the visual sound? Um did they use like original music? Like nobody else was singing, right? Like those were, that was Motley Crue singing. That I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Motley. I don't think that yeah, I think that was probably the the original band. Okay, I give it a one then. There's no effort put in. That was bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to say. I I I'm guessing. I it didn't seem like. <laughs> I mean, it was there was no flow of like I didn't see. Oh, I told you this when we were watching it. I got annoyed because in the beginning they were mapping out timelines. They had the date of when like they were whatever scene was going into, and then it just stopped. Like, all of a sudden, his baby was, like, nine and had cancer. Like, where was the timeline? So, you know. Time that, stopped. That pissed me off a little bit. So, I give it a one. Wow, you went into the one. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with the two minus because... Um, the I'm waiting for the day I you give like... a real one on something and not a two minus. <laughs> or a 1.5, even. Like <laughs> It's gonna be have to have to be like a quiet place where there's absolutely no sound at all in the movie. Yeah, but and the visual. Like, well, so. I gotta, like, oh right, there's the visual part. Well, yeah, you know, I might. Yeah, it's a really kind two minus because visually <laughs> these kids looked super clean cut compared compared to the real Motley Crue at the time. I mean, the, uh, their faces were so um, tight and shiny and. <laughs> clean and clear and that is not what an 80s band especially an 80s hair band looked like that was doing you know heroin all the time oh yeah that is not what they looked like so um i for yeah visually i was i was taken out of it all the time because i was just like no this is this again it looked cartoony it looked like i was watching 
uh, I remember growing up, the the band Kiss just had a comet had a um a cartoon series, and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm watching the Kiss cartoon series. <laughs> like, like these are actual cartoons. Um, and the music part, actually, I didn't mind because every so often they bring a scene in, and you could kind of hear their music coming in at a really low tone, like behind the scene. And then as they were in the concert doing the music, the music would kick on like you were at a concert. But it was, I, I kind of, I actually kind of like that. Um, and I forgot that, you know, Home Sweet Home's a really fun song. So yeah. they've got some, some of their music's kind of fun to listen to. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you could think that. Um, so I think Nicole, Nicole brought it up briefly. The only, I'm going to put in quotations, emotional moment is so um, we got uh, we got Vince coming back from rehab. We got, uh, or not from rehab, from jail. Nikki's coming back from rehab after almost dying on heroin. They're cleanish, and then Vince leaves the band because he, I can't even remember, because they're, they're not, because they're like relapsing and he's like not ready for it. And then he finds out his daughter. It's because they gave him a line of heroin to snort. Yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I kind of laughed at that. He thought it was coke and it was fucking heroin. He took a huge line of heroin. You're not supposed to, not, not supposed to, especially after 19 days vomited. of sobriety. But um, yeah, so the emotional part of the movie is we find out that Vince's daughter is dying of stomach cancer. And um, I guess this is as good a time as any to bring up the, uh, the resonance and feel. Um, Mama K, uh, what do you rate that? <laughs> Yikes. Ah, one. I mean, it brought me down to a one. I, I, it's, oh. I mean, I did feel things for it, but it wasn't anything I wanted to feel. And it, and it, honestly, I was like, what am I doing with my time here right now? I, you know, is, am I getting any texts or? It was really out of place for the, for what the movie was like portraying. It's part I mean, of I, the story, I guess. I, yeah. yeah. I had no idea at all. I had no idea that he had a daughter that passed away, but um, yeah, no it, was did, like, I think. <laughs> it was like a really sad moment yeah, in yeah. like a movie of like some guy banging a woman like two minutes prior. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it was just something like, it was just, it was uh, trite with how they brought it in. It was just like, okay, well this actually, you know, this happened. They brought it in with All like 20 happened. minutes left. Like they were just like, Oh, right. also you care about these characters. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. and, and then segue, and also, yeah. Yeah. Segue <laughs> into it. You see a gravestone to your belief, like believing it's hers. No, it's his fucking right. dad. Like out of nowhere, he found out his dad has died like 30 years oh, yeah. ago. And like the half brother's like, oh, I really loved you guys when I was younger. And like, and then he like pats yeah. him on the back. I and then that's like fucking it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I you just like. I my brother's Nikki Six. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. My, bro- my brother. Well, well, half brother. Right, uh, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, right, what the fuck is that? We'll, we'll, we'll see you later then. Okay. See ya. Oh, <laughs> my God. Right. That, that, let's bring this dude in for like, you know, 20 minutes of filming. Yeah, okay, like, bye. also, you have a half brother. <laughs> like I don't who cares. Like, <laughs> it's almost like they were had to obligatory mention him for some reason. Well, yeah, it's like wanted to cut of the movie because he's like you know yeah, it was related. contractual. Well, it's like remember the manager and then there was the other manager and they were like but he's not very interesting so we're just not going to include him in the movie. <laughs> that might be that might be one of my favorite parts of the movie because I was laughing. <laughs> I was like, That's hilarious. Do it that way. 
Um, <laughs> uh, I, and the go- way that the, the, the storytelling in the movie when they were telling it like by each person, you know, do you, I mean, do you remember? When okay, so I'm confused the whole time because like they, they all they all sound and look so similar. That I don't know who's narrating who when. Like I like at first at, at probably about thirty minutes in, I'm like, his voice sounds different. So I go and they're like, yeah, it's it's this guy narrating now. I'm like, wait, there've been different narrators. I thought it was the same guy the whole time. No, every time it was a different person. It was that person. I was so confused. Narrating. I thought he was like schizophrenic. I couldn't follow what he was talking about. I was like, why does he already Man, know you him? You were trying to make you were trying to make way more out of this movie than it was. And this was early on when I thought when I want you know I gave it a chance and then uh, I know like, you're all about maybe there maybe someone's schizophrenic you were holding on for a while watching exist. that I was trying I was really <laughs> grasping I don't like to just destroy a movie for no reason but this has a reason uh, mm. Nicole did what do you give the feel in residence um another one <laughs> another one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought got, I kind of got really sad when the little girl was getting sick because she was the perfect actress to play that role because she looked so sad. Her little lip was quivering. Yeah. Like, what's what, what's wrong with my job. tummy? I need oh, the flower to come out of my tummy. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that was the only part that I uh, that struck me during this. See, film. I thought that might bump yeah, you to that one five. No, nothing else. No no one had any pets in this movie, which I find hard to believe. Pets? That's what you found hard to believe? <laughs> well, everything else I don't is find believable. any of this. When would they have a pet? Everything, everything else is entirely believable. Dude, a pet would live for like two hours under one of these guys. Like, <laughs> I just feel like they would have them anyway. Like, I feel like... I feel like Tommy Lee and well, first of all, we only find you know Heather Locklear is his wife. I mean, we're not going to go into the Pamela Anderson era. How do you avoid that in a movie about Motley Crue? Yeah, I didn't even know about that because I, mean, I don't know anything about didn't Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm bringing the old perspective here, but she was way more. They were way more in the limelight when they were married as opposed to when he was. Even when they were in the heyday of Motley Crue and he was married to Heather Locklear, that was nothing compared to when he was married to right. Pamela Anderson because they're both they were both kind of a shit show. They're sexy. I think they got married, boat. divorced, married. What's that? What's that? The the, the boat sex tape that they made. Oh, I have no idea what any <laughs> oh, of you guys yeah. are talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a whole, it was a lovely home video of them on a um, lake or something like that, and then it turns into a sex tape, and it was like, what the hell? <laughs> that might have been like one of the first times those came out. Yes. Like it was way pre Kim K. Oh yeah, Ray definitely kind of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> huh. no, huh. if they put that in there, I might have spiced <laughs> up the movie a little bit, but. I think we were good with the sex that was actually included in the movie. Ugh. Yeah, so we get to the end. They're walking down a hallway. They've reunited. And we get some of the worst shit I've ever heard in my life where they're like, it takes friends. It takes a whole lot of rock and roll. And we're a family. And then they, like, walk up. And you see, like, lights shining on them and, like, fake cheering in the background. You don't even see an audience because I don't think they could pay for one. And then that's that's it. And then you get like five and a half minutes of credits where they're splicing real Motley Crue with fake boring Motley Crue, and they're playing what Kickstart My Heart. Like, 
That's the yeah, end. Like oh, a, I don't even know. Yeah, I thought it was like a sketch from like SNL at the end or something. It was so bad, I couldn't believe that that's what they did. <laughs> like, it was almost as bad as the freeze frame at the end of Aquaman. It was terrible. <laughs> it was. I think they ran, they used all their budget and then they had to wrap it up somehow. So they oh, they're like, like, oh shit, we yeah. need them together again. <laughs> oh, just have them walk up some stairs and say meaningful <laughs> things to each other in slow-mo and then... And then the lights will shine on them. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember they did that final, they did that farewell concert. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how we'll end it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just Let's use stock footage and have them stand in our lights. It'll be fine. Like, they'll, uh, they'll get it. Horrible. I feel kind of bad because I never, I mean, I've never had any, like, room in my heart for Motley Crue, but there's a, a room in my heart for that time frame in my life. So now it's like, oh. I feel bad that I'm talking like this about Motley Crue. No, I have even less room after seeing this. Like, I, can't, I, I can't believe, I cannot believe we even talked this. So that's the thing is, it sounds like we all thought this was a shit movie. Um, so the question is really yeah. more of, can you recommend it on a so bad it's good basis, or is it just so bad it sucks? Uh, Nicole, what do you think? It sucks. No, I wouldn't. Oh. Not I even wa- worth it. it? I mean, if you are like diehard, see, if you're a diehard Motley Crue fan, I think you're going to be disappointed because it's really corny. And if you're not a diehard Motley Crue fan, but you are like interested in the era, it's still shitty because they didn't portray it well enough. So in my eyes, it was just a flop for anybody who's interested. I'm sorry. It was not good. <laughs> Mom, okay. Okay. I'm going to, well, I'm going to be the niche audience that it's going to appeal to mainly because you want to relive that part of your life a little bit. And it helps you along to do that, especially if you were, you know, I was living in LA at the time and the Troubadour and the whiskey, all of those were places that people would go to. We would go to the Roxy and, and see bands that no one ever heard of. And then all of a sudden they're famous. I think for me, that is the sole appeal of this movie. And I think, I mean, I could even watch it again for that oh, part of Oh, it. you've got to be kidding me. You, you I, could watch this again? <laughs> I could sit down, I can see me sitting down with like maybe some college friends or some high school friends and being like, dude, do you remember? I think I'll just send you some YouTube videos of like Blast from the Past 80s instead. Yeah, go watch MTV's I Love the 80s. Like, this is like, I'd rather watch, I would rather watch like Andy Dick and Dee Snyder talk about like what happened in the 80s than watch this. (laughs) Okay. I can put it. Th- I can say that I would rather watch the. I don't know if y'all know this, but the pop up videos that come on uh, MTV. They show. They still show them now, but that you're watching a video and they'll have these little factoids pop up, like you're watching a Cindy Lauper video, and they'll have these factoids watch up uh-huh. or pop up. And yeah. I would watch that before I would watch this movie a second time. I don't know if that's a ringing endorsement or if I just. <laughs> but I, I would. I would sit and watch it with friends, and we would reminisce about our time. I guess this could be this could be a corny bad thing you reminisce because it reminds. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, I can't feel it because I don't have that time, but I can under I can understand what you mean. Um, It's not a recommend at all. It's it's terrible. I, I I do not recommend this movie. I don't. I know we laughed at it, but it's more of a laughing through the pain. It's not like a troll two or or the room. It's it's not a so bad it's good. It's just. It's so boring. It's really boring. Like, like I don't try to... When I watch movies, especially for the show, I try to sit down, not play with my phone, like, really try to pay attention. 
oh, it was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> it was hard not to drift off. Like yeah. it took a lot of self control. Uh, yeah, not 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 recommend. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know what else there much is to say on this. Do you guys have any other closing thoughts on this one? Not particularly. I'm just I'm just grateful it wasn't Van Halen because I would have been even more inclined to not watch. So <laughs> I think I would have preferred a Van Halen because at least they had Hagar. Yeah, Hagar be, drama. Like yeah, there'd be some serious like knockdown drag out kind of stuff if it was Van Halen. So. <laughs> Although if it was done like this, I would probably still hate it because it's just done so poorly. I think there's a way to make this not awful, but it's just bad. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been with the same actors. They would have pretty much had the same hairstyle. I wouldn't have even. They wouldn't have even have to change their clothes. Like I wouldn't have even realized. No, I'm kind of upset that now that I know that the guy from Jackass made this, that Johnny Knoxville wasn't in it. None of them are in it, are um, they? Like none of the famous, no. like <laughs> Jackass guys are in this, or you know, Daredevil. None of the famous Jackass you know? Warts, whatever guys. No, none of the famous Jackass. No, these are just the infamous Jackasses. <laughs> Maybe they were, maybe this guy was really thinking he was turning a corner with this. Yeah, and then they dumped it on uh, Netflix in March. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not everything that gets dumped on Netflix though is bad. No, but. there's some good gems, and that's you I know. Think that, I, oh, I think that they're. I'm happy that they took a chance with something like this. You know, I think they had to kind of um, give themselves a chance to have a Bohemian Rhapsody hyped up type of biopic musical type of thing. So I do commend them for trying this route it just didn't work i really want to know what they think i would love to hear like their unadulterated they're the producers comments they're, they're yeah, producers know, but... because they wrote the book they didn't have i don't think they oh, had creative say in book. the movie you yeah, know no, it's oh, based right. on a book called the dirt my oh. memoirs of being gross or whatever i, I don't see. know like <laughs> Also, watch me at a Holiday Inn with Ozzy Osbourne. It's like, <laughs> no, thank you. So gross. <laughs> He's fucking snorting fire ants. Oh my god. All right, so that that wraps up our review of the Dirt, uh, which Let's is you know up. an aptly titled name. Now that I think of it, the Dirt is an aptly <laughs> that is that is this movie. It is Dirt. Um, yeah. Coming up the. April, we have a lot more. I think we'll do some more streaming reviews. Hopefully, some more successful than this. Um, they're not all bad. Triple Frontier was good. We like Nicole and I like that one a lot. Yes. Um, yes. So Netflix movies. I mean, I know they're hit or, hit or miss. Um, but the yeah, this one's a miss, a hard miss. Um, so we'll have another, <laughs> probably another streaming movie up this week, and then uh, next week, uh, I think Jess and a guest of ours, a new, our first special guest, uh, will be reviewing Pet Cemetery. So. Um, that'll be a good theatrical release. Um, and then, you know, April's got some other stuff down the pike, but I think streaming reviews is what we're going to try to do this yeah, month. Yeah, it does. Because, well, I think, so yeah, our big one at the end of the month is going to be, uh, Endgame and Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it I is. think that's probably going to end yep. up coming out in May just because of the timing. It'll come out the first week of May. Um, but I say we're going to do a lot of streaming this, this month because May has, I don't know how we're going to go to the movies every day. There are so many big good looking movies coming out in may so that'll be a that'll be a good month but april we're gonna we're gonna get some streaming stuff in there plus uh at least pet cemetery and a few others so um thank you guys for being on uh nicole thank you thank you so much for having me and mama k of course thanks brennan and until next time everyone this is brennan signing off saying enjoy your movies thanks for listening to films with the women in my life if you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. 
Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and